Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. Where else can you listen to Big Brother House Guests, Survivor Castaways, and the Amazing Racer Racers? That's right. Here at the Rad Reality Show Network, and we have so many other guests. Everyone sit back and enjoy. Let's start with the intro and let's get the show on the road. Rad Reality Show, and this is Ron Rad. Tonight we talk amazing race. If you guys have a question, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Welcome, amazing race fans. I hope you've had an amazing weekend this weekend. Today's date is October 25th, 2015. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I thank you all for joining us here tonight. For our amazing race second pit step show with our host Louis Stravato from season 16, and he has got an dare I say it an amazing special guest coming on to join him tonight from season 21 of the Amazing Race. Mark Abatista will be joining Louis to talk about this last episode, and we'll find out what all he's been up to lately too. Now, we're doing something a little bit different on tonight's show. Um, Louis will be on Periscope. He's already on Periscope talking to fans and um, chatting away on Periscope. So those of you who want to go to Periscope, you can find him at Louis Stravato on Periscope. uh, Or you can join us here on Blog Talk, as you always have. I want to remind everybody that you can call in and chat with Louie and Mark at 1-347-237-5506. Once you're on our switchboard, please remember to press the number 1 key when you're ready to join us on air. Otherwise, we think you're just listening to our show from our switchboard. So you must press that number 1 key or we don't pick up the calls because a lot of people... Um, They might be driving down the road listening to our show from their phones, and if they hit a patch where they lose signal, they have to call and listen to the show from our switchboard, and we leave those people just listen to the the show from our switchboard, and we don't bother them, and 
the only way we know that people want to come on the air and talk to us is if they hit that number one key. That tells us that people want to join us on air. So you have to hit that number one key and let us know that you are interested in coming on air with us. So um, make sure you hit the number one. Uh, Myself and Paul from Minnesota will be your co-host tonight. So we're going to say a quick hi to Paul before everything gets going, and then we're going to bring up our host, Louie, and get this party started. Paul, how are you doing tonight? Hi, Cherry. Hi, everyone. Uh, Welcome, Periscope fans. I almost forgot what it was called. Uh, I'll have to check that out. (laughs) Never have before. But uh, I'm doing well. My uh, Vikings won today. My Minnesota Wild won last night. Right now, they're down 3-1 to one after one period up in Winnipeg, so that's not good. Um, but uh, otherwise, I'm doing well. I guess I should uh, say happy anniversary St. Louis Arch uh, that made the news here locally. I guess you guys are having celebration up there. Yes, and the grounds are getting uh, a new makeover, and been long overdue. Um, it's going to be wonderful when it's completed. It's been many months in the making, but it's going to be connected to downtown now in a much better way. So we're looking forward to having that completed. And yes, the arch is 50 years old now. And a big five. One- zero. I don't know if you were in St. Louis when uh, they built it or not, but I did hear that it is like over two football fields wide. It's 630 feet wide or something like that. So for people to get a perspective on this football day, two football fields, more than two football fields uh, wide at the bottom and tall. Yeah, it's it's an amazing structure. It really is. And for those who have never been here to see it or been up in it, it's it's pretty amazing. So... Um, it's something to see. I'm pretty proud of it. Pretty proud that we have, have you ever gone up to the top? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, okay. Just, just curious. Yeah, it's it's fun to go up in it. You know, it kind of sways at the top. Um, you Would know, you bungee jump off day. of it? Pardon me? Would you bungee jump off of it? Oh heck no. <laughs> Little Heck amazing no. race theme there in that question. <laughs> but then I'm not good on a kitchen chair. I'm not good with heights, so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would not. I wouldn't zip line off of it. <laughs> it's high. It's it's very high up there. But you get a great view of the city, and it's I bet. very beautiful. Going to do it. It's great to do it twice because it's great to do once during the day and then again at night so you get to see the the night lights um that's since i live here that's my advice to everyone to do it twice so let's play his intro and get our host up here with us here we go Louie. 
Louie. You there? What's up, brother? Love you guys. And we have our host, <laughs> Louie, with us now. How are you, Louie? Hello, Jerry. Hi, Paul. How are you guys? So I got people watching me. I got people watching me on Periscope right now. They're watching along. They're listening along. And um, I am not tweeting out. I'm, I'm not. I, it's hard for me to be doing what I'm doing right now. So I'm going to be trying. This guy. I'm going to be. This is like a jungle act right now. Um, because I am uh, going to be all over the place. So please forgive me. But um, all I want people to do is share that are listening from Periscope. Share, share my program so we can get it out there. Uh, but we. This is um, BlogTalkRadio.com. And we are, we talk the amazing race right now, and um, it's the second pit stop. So um, those of you who want to you know listen along um, and call in and ask me some questions, you can call in to three four seven two three seven five five zero six and uh, dial one, press one, so that'll connect you to the line, and and um, you'll probably get the beautiful Cherry answering your call and um, and connecting you. So um, again, it's. Um, 347-237-5506. Hey, guys. Uh, my God, I loved, loved, loved this episode of Amazing Base. It was so much fun. So jealous. So, so jealous. But I have to say, and like I've been saying for the past couple of them, that this particular episode, again, I don't know. I don't know. And, and please forgive me. I'm, you know, I'm not there, but I've done the show. So not that challenging, you know. If you were afraid of heights, you had a big challenge, but nobody was really afraid. They all did it, you know. Um, the uh, If you're afraid of lions, you know, there it is again. But other than that, I mean, alligators, the thing, I mean, the crocodiles, the things they did were very cool. Oh, my God, I would want to do that over and over again. That, was, that had to be one of the coolest episodes, other than when they drove the, those um, Mustang race cars that time, and then they won them. Um, <laughs> but, uh that, I mean, I, I had so much fun watching this episode. I don't know about you. The view, the scenery, the cameramen were ridiculous. Um, it, it, did you not see it, Cherry? Louie, I, I want to let you know your your special guest is on our switchboard. All right, cool. Yeah, so put him on. You have my Let's bring him on with us. Of Let's he bring him on. He was on season we have of The Amazing Race. Mark Abatista with us now. Thank you so much for calling in. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Cool. You're on with Louis. Yeah. What's up, Abba? <laughs> How are you, Louis? What's up, buddy? Good, good, uh, good man. Good, good, good. Thank you for uh, th- thanks for inviting me here on the show. Uh, this is always good. And hey, Cherry, if you're in St. Louis, uh, I went to Washington University, so uh, I was actually through St. Louis about two weeks ago. Um, and locally there, yeah, I've been up in the arch a whole bunch of right times. Now. And uh, great city. You wouldn't know so. what you're talking about unless you were listening. You went to so Wash U. I did. So. Wow, I had no idea. So, when right uh, you come through, you'll have to let me know. So we got All right. <laughs> so, hey, wait, guys, Facebook let me just friends, say something. Send me a like, Facebook message and let me know when you come through. Okay. Let me let me just say something really quick, Mark. Like, when, when you are talking, I'm going to try to whisper under you if I can, if it, if it gets too annoying or whatever, because I am periscoping live, too, so we're trying something different. So we're periscoping the show as well as doing this. So if it sounds, Sherry or Paul, somebody tell me, look, it's not sounding right. Just say, tell me and I'll stop, you know. But um, I don't, I don't want to leave the fans that are watching on the other end, like, 
in limbo type thing. Okay, Louie, Louie, let let me ask this. Can they they on Periscope hear us talking? They cannot unless they call, unless they have another type of device, Periscope fans, unless you have another device, another um, computer or something, you can log in and listen to Blog Talk Radio so you can hear what we're saying and what's going on. That that's sure. helpful. That's helpful to know. Let me mm-hmm. l- let you know that uh, while Mark w- and Cherry were talking, I could hear you whispering. Um, so I don't know how to to take care of that unless you always right. keep muting your phone and unmuting it. I don't know how. Else. Yeah. Well, maybe I could do that. That's a good idea. I right, so we're not live right now. I guess. Oh, well, we're that? live. So this is going out. People can hear this. <laughs> yes, yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. So, uh, all right. So I, I tell you what, this this week's episode of, of and Mark, you must be gloating right now because I am so pissed off right now. I am so mad I'm about this game. I am. I am so Giants pissed won. about this game. I don't know. Right I now. didn't see the final of it. So they didn't win yet. No, they didn't win yet. But freaking my my phone's blowing up with all my rotten ass giant yeah. friends. You know what? They should have, they should really be undefeated, to be honest. Um, they played a pretty good oh. season, actually. That last game that they played on Thursday, that was pretty awful. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so, all right, good to hear. No, but it's 27 to 20 with a minute and 48 seconds left. And um, Yeah, but based on the other the games, season, the ball. That's, uh, who knows what could happen. <laughs> true, 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 true. So. But um, I tell you what, Mark, what's going on with you? What what's um, what do you got going on in your life right now? I mean, you are so busy. You're like me. You're all over the place. Um, you know, you're always doing charity events, always uh, doing things. Um, so what's going on? What um, what what's going on with you right now? Uh, you know what? I haven't moved around a lot here this last month. Uh, I was in Chicago uh, with ACDC. They played Wrigley Field. That was a pretty crazy special uh, event that uh, was sort of fun to be at and be a part of. Um, coming out on a DVD, so somewhere along the way you may see that. But sitting in center field and looking at ACDC and just going like, holy cow, man, I'm standing in center field of Wrigley watch ACDC, how did I get here kind of thing, you know, and I have a lot of those moments in my life. Um, then I was up in your neck of the woods uh, about a week and a half ago up in Woonsocket, Rhode Island with a band called the Baja Men, if you remember them, they did Who Let the Dogs Out, and they actually played the halftime show at the Giants-Cowboys game today. Um, got a new record out, also a client working with them, so that's kind of exciting because it's kind of out of my normal music uh, genre kind of thing. I mean, I'm more on the hard rock, metal side of stuff. So uh, for these guys who all come from the Hamas and do, uh, you know, kind of a whole different style of music, and it's been pretty exciting for me to get involved with these guys. Uh, what else? Here in, uh, I live in Colorado. Slash came through here last weekend. I'm headed to Mexico City with Bruce Kulick, who was a guitar player of Kiss and Grand Funk Railroad for a couple dates in about two weeks um, in Mexico City, which has been cool. We've been down there. I travel with him quite a bit, and uh, that's kind of it. Heading into uh, Thanksgiving and Halloween, and haven't figured out my Halloween costume yet, but I usually come up with something uh, that sort of terrifies all the children in the neighborhood, and the restraining order is lifted, so I'm good to go <laughs> this year. Hey, Louie, can you uh, put your phone on speakerphone so that people on Periscope yep, yep. can hear Mark? Yeah, um, I could probably, you know what, I could do that. I just put it on mute and I was just repeating what he was saying, but why, that's a good idea, duh. <laughs> like, um, but I just wondering, I'm, I'm just wondering, because I'm on a headset, so I'm, I'll, I'll try it. But, but um, and Mark, that's so cool. I, last year I was, um, 
I did Mr. Clean as a uh, Halloween costume, and I rocked yeah. it. I actually won a, I actually won a couple of friggin' uh, um, contests. So um, it was uh, like you know out of the box. The year, the year that I was on the race uh, was airing at this time, and so yeah. where I live, I live in Golden, Colorado, which is the home of Coors Brewery, and they have like kind of this real nice sort of like Western town. It's a real kind of you know community vibe to it, and they closed down the yeah. street, and they let all of the kids come down through all the different uh, you know stores and restaurants and things like that, and everybody trick or treats yeah. throughout the street. So. I wound up going, I mean, all my stuff got stolen on the race, so I came home with the clothes on my back, and that was it. And um, I wore those clothes and walked down the street, you know, like with a backpack on. And I had people coming up to me, and in my town, so everybody kind of knows who I am, so at that point it was kind of pretty high-profile sort of thing. But people were going to be like, oh, yeah, I get it. You're trying to be like that guy in Amazing Race? Like, dude, you're like – the ugly version of him, and I was like, how? You know, and other people like, oh, well, you're a lot better looking than that guy that's really on the race. And I was like, ow, like, Hello? I mean, I don't know where to go. <laughs> but, Hello? Um, you know, and then I saw actually a bunch of people that were dressed up like me. And Hello? I say that was pretty freaky. You know? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but, Hello? You know, when people come up to you and they, uh, they're, t- they're telling you that you're an uglier version of you, and then you're like, Whoa. Mm. <laughs> Louis, I'm sorry, Mark. Uh, Louie, you kept saying no hello, problem. and we can hear you. So, if, if, Yeah, if no, no, I, I totally lost everybody. I couldn't hear anybody. I, I had no no nobody. That's, I don't know what happened. So. Okay, sorry, Mark. See, That's now right. I asked a question, Louie, and the answer was you, and if you answered, I would have given you $1,000, but I guess you missed out <laughs> on that one. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny, man. I, um... I'll tell you what, I, we've been talking about this, Mark, and I don't know if you were, you're in agreement or not in agreement, um, because I would love, I would love, love, love to be on an All-Stars. I would love, love, love if me and Mike and you and your buddy were on together on the same season. That would be sick. But, um, but my thing is, these past episodes, I mean, these past um, late, um, seasons have not been that, like, I don't know, like challenging to me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, am I, am I wrong? I mean, I don't know. And, no, and, and I, 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 I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I, we will pay the price if we ever got asked back because I'm sure, because I love Bertram, but if he's listening, he's going to be like, you know, Louie, all right, I'm going to have you back on. You're going to be doing some of the craziest shit you ever did in your life. And I don't know if you know this, but the, this past, um, these, these past couple of years, they don't, like we raced for 33 days. I guess they were only racing, like, this. the last year they only raced for, like, 16, 17 days. You know, um, they really condensed a lot of the race. Um, I, mean, I don't know if it's mon- monetary reasons or what, but, you know, it's... Yeah, and you know what else, too? They, they shorten up a lot of the travel. You know, they do double legs now in every place, so they're actually traveling uh, to kind of right. half of the places that they used to do. Um, you know, I've been pretty vocal about this. Uh, you know, I have my own podcast with uh, with Mona, who was one of the roller derby moms, and then Beth, yeah, yeah. Um, who yep, was her yeah, partner because yeah. they both live here. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought sort of after these last few seasons, like you said, it hasn't been challenging. Uh, it was like, you know, you go up to the guy and he climbs the tree and then he hands you the clue. And to me, you should have climbed right. the tree. Or they had the one with the camels and the people just pointed to the camel and they walked over. And it was like, no, you go in there and get your ass kicked by a camel. 
and get the clue. So, you know, like, I mean, there were different things where people gave you a ride. I mean, okay, the Lions last night, I thought that was pretty cool. But at the same time, you know, there were obviously people around that kept the Lions away from you. I'm sure that the Lions are well fed, so they're probably, you know, happy. And um, they, they probably, you know, I mean, there is some obvious risk to that. But, um, you know, I mean, you kind of took a walk. So I get the, the scary part of doing that. But, um, you know, and it's thrilling for them to do it. But, you know what, is that really the most exciting thing to to do? I, you know, I mean, yeah, it would be super cool to do it. But um, I, I'm with you, man. I think that a, a lot of these challenges, you, you know, I went on there wanting to be kind of, you know, to be beaten and to cry and to hurt and to be sick and throw up and nobody sleeps for three weeks. You know, I mean, I wanted all that. That was part of what I thought was the experience to really break people down physically and emotionally. And I think you see that probably more now in Survivor just because the period of time is longer and the food is less and all that kind of thing. But I like that. You know, I want that to happen. I don't want it to be some kind of cakewalk because, eh, you know, it sort of takes takes it away. Like, you know, if you remember, I think it was last year, two years I ago. I got cut off again. Um, I don't know why. I know you can hear me, but I can't hear you. Okay, I can hear you. You can hear me? No, no, anybody. I can, I can hear you now. Go ahead. All right, All right. I got your back, Lou. Yeah. So. I think um, you're right, though, so Mark. I, it, is, it is less challenging in, in these past few seasons, and it, it just seems like, you know, the fans are noticing it a lot, too, and I don't know. It, yeah, remember... They had that race car one where you got in the race car, but then the other guy drove you around. Okay, you know what? Yeah. Maybe they don't want you to crash in a million-dollar race car. But you know what? Like, what, what was the point of that, you know? Well, just a um, few weeks ago with the old tr- old pickup trucks. They, you know, the teams got in the back of the old pickup trucks, and somebody else drove them. They didn't even show us who it was driving them. They just showed us yeah. the teams in the back of the pickup trucks. You know, why couldn't they have driven the old pickup trucks? You know, but yeah. now it's getting down to, you know, taxi drivers are the ones that are basically determining the race. The challenges really yeah, aren't I mean, that challenging to take somebody out. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's been kind of, you know, they've done some sort of pretty stuff. Jumping off of the cliff yesterday. I got to be honest, that's pretty terrifying. And I'm surprised that everybody went off as easy as they did. I really thought that that would have been something that would have freaked a lot of people out because, you know, there's no tension. You're basically just jumping off of a cliff and, you know, free-falling. I mean, what a great adventure. But I would think that people would be pretty darn scared of something like that. Um, And I was really surprised that they weren't. Uh, you know, they were more freaked out with even the crocodiles. Like, you're in a shark cage. You, you know you're safe. The thing can't get in there. You're feeding it to them on a pole. Um, right. You know, is it thrilling to be in the water? Sure. Was it thrilling to kind of watch? Not really, you know. Well, look, the, that, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I mean, look, those things are huge. They're massive. They're in the water, the, the crocodiles. And we're going to be getting into all that. But, I mean, it's like you're in a cage. You're safe, you know. Uh, yeah, the only the, the the scariest thing was the lions. I mean, but they were still babies in a sense. And you heard that you heard one of the uh, tra- the handlers. He was like, "The lions are, um, you know, they're they're common now. They don't they don't. I guess maybe they just don't know any better at this point. And like obviously, for them to be able to do that. But as they got another, as they got a little older, as they got maybe another year older, six months older, whatever it was, 
they would eat you or they'd destroy you. I mean, they're, they're trying to repopulate the jungles, which is admirable, which is awesome. I love it. But um, it, it's not that scary. I mean, I would have loved it. I would have, I'm freaking, I would have been over the, over the top crazy about it because I really love lions. You know, um, you know if, but, if you remember, it was one of the real early shows, and I don't quite remember which one it was, but remember they walked through that valley, and there were either lions or tigers that they sort of had to walk mm-hmm. through. And then they right. went through, like, a monkey shelter. Now, I've had really bad luck with monkeys along the way. I've been bit by them. I've punched several yep. of them. Uh, I mean, I've had these things kind of attack me all over the world, and these were ones in, in South America, Central America, Asia. I just do not like monkeys. And any time that you put an animal in here, you just put this crazy sense of uh, insecurity and instability, instability and chaos and potential for mayhem because, I mean, you don't know what the animals are going to do, whether it's a donkey. Uh, they had one in Mongolia. If you remember, they took the guy right into a tree branch. Uh, you know, I mean, like anytime you put an animal in here, you just made it very unpredictable. And right. exactly. really, even small animals become very dangerous because they're animals and they're, they don't know that they're on TV and they're supposed to behave this way. So, you know, uh, we didn't really, we don't, we didn't have any animals. We had dead rats in mind. Um, they were a little bit less, uh, they were, they were more predictable. <laughs> uh, you know, but anytime you put a live animal in there, kids too are pretty unpredictable. But they're not dangerous. You know, you put a, even dogs and stuff. You, you get bit by these wild dogs that are everywhere around the world. Or cats. God knows what happens to you. You know, so uh, yeah, you know, I, I like seeing the animals from the unpredictability part. I think it adds a little sense of adventure to it. That hopefully that you know somebody gets a kick or whatever. Remember Mikey? He got kicked by the zebra, I think, or and the last one, the tow truck driver. Yes. Right, he got the kicked, and I think uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, Leo, Leo got kicked by a camel or something in his season. Um, so, my, my the grandmother, uh, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Please forgive me, but um, she got kicked by the cow um, in the head. You know, um, and I, I really believe if she didn't get kicked by the cow in the head, we, we would have been we would have been eliminated because we were right like near the end of the pack on that one, and at the yeah. beginning. So, she got kicked right in the head, and we were like so like worried for her you know because she's a sweet sweet person you know but but in, in a way it was like um a blessing for us but in a bad way i guess <laughs> <laughs> i have a question for you mark yep how how um surprised were you that josh and tanner decided to give the express pass to denise and james earl yeah, that was a surprise to me because uh, I thought that they were going to give it to uh, to Kelsey and Joey only because that's, you know, kind of what we were led to believe in the one kind of, you know, foreshadowing of them talking about it. So that one totally threw me. And even when they did it, I thought, well, that's kind of weird. And then when they used it, that kind of shocked me too, thinking, you know that you're in probably third or fourth place. So, you know, look, when you're running the race, you don't know where you are in the pack. Um, you might not see a team all day long, or, you know, you might see somebody right in front of you or behind you, but you don't know. You're always kind of guessing where you are. So for them to use it uh, that fast was sort of amazing to me because I thought, why? It doesn't make a difference. If you're third and you come in second, unless you are going to win a trip, what's the point of using this? Or you use it to save yourself because you're at the end of the line and you're just trying to jump over somebody to save you know, your own self. I didn't know that that was uh, going to make any kind of difference there, and it turned out they wound up winning the leg. So good for them. 
Uh, yeah, they did, it, did pay it. off by winning the leg, but I really wasn't clear on, you know, did they have to use it on that leg or not? Uh, previous times when people get the express pass, uh, he, he tells them, Phil tells them, you know, when they have to use it. So do you think they had to use it that leg? You know, they've never done that where the person who won it then gave it away. So typically you win it on the first leg, and then you have four or five legs before you have to use it. So there is a, a timeline on it, but they never actually mentioned if they did. I missed it, whether whoever they handed it off to had to use it that leg or not. Um, but, you know, ironically, you hand it to them, and then they flip over you and they beat you. So, <laughs> you know, there's a little bit of a... Uh, you know, irony to that, but, uh, you know, and then they, they want a trip to, uh, to Bratislava, Slovakia, which is uh, a very interesting city. Uh, I've been there. It's a sister city to Akron, Ohio, uh, and it is the capital of Slovakia, the southern part of what used to be Czechoslovakia, and it's the closest two capital cities of two different countries to Vienna, which is about 40 miles away. So, um, interesting place, Slovakia, and beautiful place, Vienna, wow. too. So, I hope they enjoyed the trip. Um, that was kind of a, a strange one to win, but, you know, it's kind of a cool one. Um, we wound up winning two. We wound up going to Malaysia and to Antigua, um, and those were both uh, both trips that I wound up taking. And, uh, again, you know, wonderful experiences um, to two fairly cool places as well. So, you know, the race, uh, the race has some benefits if you can kind of collect them along the way. Would have rather had the million bucks, and then I could have taken the trips anywhere I wanted to. <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> If we had won the million dollars, we wouldn't, you know, be a whole different story. Uh, you know, this is like, you guys went out. It was the greatest experience of my life. You guys, are, you, you know my story. But, I mean, I, and I feel like I've been blessed and, and, and to meet great people like Mark. I mean, Mark came out to um, when, um, oh, God. He oh, came out to Rhode Amy. Island. Yeah, Amy and Jason when they they uh, yeah. they had their they had their big five, uh, season finale show and I'm like oh my god they won you know why why else would every other star from that season be coming out here um, to Rhode Island so you knew they won it but at that point when they did have the the finale here but um, I'm so happy for them you know she's a very good friend of mine and um, Amy and Jay they both are now uh, but that's when I met Mark as well and so I'm I'm grateful. Um, we do meet a really a lot of really nice people. Then you got the people that just are so into themselves. It's ridiculous. And instead of being um, humbled in that you're on a show that tens of thousands of people try out for, um, you know, and, and just being grateful that you were able to do this, you know. So yeah, but. I mean, it's 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 a it's an experience that uh, you know what unless you are on it, somebody has to tell you what it is. And I yeah. usually liken it to kind of women. I ask them if they've ever had a baby, and if they say yes, then I say, you know, was Amazing experience. The, the childbirth fun? And they're like, no, not really. You know, I'm like, but it was the most <laughs> amazing experience, you like rewarding thing, right? And they were like, yeah. And I go, that's kind of what it was like. Because people think you're on vacation and you're kind of doing this as a tourist, and that's not it. You fly into a city, you tear through an airport, you've got a group of people that are, you know, type A 
people coming right down your neck, breathing down your neck. You've got the stress of, you know, a million dollars. You're on TV in front of millions and millions of people. You don't want to say anything stupid, do anything stupid, you know, kind of look stupid, uh, fall down, fail. You know, I mean, like there is this tremendous amount of stress. Then you put that you're, you know, immediately you fly across an ocean somewhere and you're upside down in your time. You haven't eaten. You haven't slept. You know, you're kind of disoriented. You don't know the way the race runs until you've been running it for a couple of days, and then you kind of start figuring out the the learning curve on the race itself. You you can watch it as much as you want, but you don't know how to run it until you you actually do run it, and all of a sudden they go, go, and everybody just takes off like a bunch of lunatics, and and you're like, ah, you know. I mean, so there's a whole kind of learning curve that comes through with this. Um, and, and it's just, it's, it's this amazing experience, but it's really not like kind of always fun. There are definitely fun moments, um, you know, where we've had certain moments where it was just like, you know what, just stop for a minute, like just get out of the race. We had one in Indonesia and the sun was kind of going down and there was this guy that was out in a rice field and he had a long kind of rake or a hoe with him. And the way the sun was kind of coming behind him, it just silhouetted him and it was just kind of orangey and pink and there was nothing else around. And we were in this little rickshaw and we just stopped the guy and just said, you know, just stop, just stop for a minute. Like, look at this. Like, what are we doing? We're in Indonesia, you know, like, this is crazy. Like, take this mental picture. And that's kind of sad, too, because outside of what you see on the show, you, you know, we don't get pictures or anything. The last season they had the selfies, which I was kind of bummed out about. I'm like, I wanted selfies because, you know, just you get the souvenir of the show, but you don't get any of the rest of it that that they didn't air. Uh, so, you know, it's um, it, you're not on vacation. You're there for a job, and the job is to try and win this whole game. But, you know, it, it's an amazing experience. And even afterwards when you come off the different charity events and meeting yep. the people on the race before you and people from yep. Survivor and Big Brother and, you know, all these other TV people, um, it's been wonderful. I mean, it's really no – it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. And uh, obviously I feel blessed to have it. Don't be sorry. So. But look, you're right. The experience alone is right. Well, you're right. It is a job, and some people are just getting so crazy and out of their minds. Like when we 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 use that U-turn, you know, and it was to our benefit, if anything. And um, people are, you know, oh, I choose not to U-turn. I whatever. It's like it's a game. It's a game for a million dollars. Period. Get over it. You know, like. But what and and, and you 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 and your buddy did it, and me and Mike did it. We, when we were on, we treated people in other countries like we were guests there, and we were guests there, you know, and yeah. we always had respect for other people. It's like, I can't stand when a team goes on, and it's just so disrespectful in other countries. It's just like, we had a couple of people on our season that were just like, I, I'm like it turned my stomach, because it's just wrong. It's just like, I wasn't brought up that way, you know, I'm, I'm crazy, I'm, I'm a, but I'm a, cra- a good crazy. You know, I'm, I'm, I like to have fun, but I don't disrespect. And 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 then you're not showing your fan. You're not, you're not showing um, you know people who like you as a fan. Um, your children, if you have children, this is how you act. No, this is not how I. And you know, you've seen them. I, I don't know if you remember the season, not this season. Um, with they were, I think Miami Dolphin cheerleaders, and they were just so rude. One of them in particular to other fans, I mean, to other people in other countries. When they got, they had a chance to be back on the show, their whole attitude changed. They were different people. And I was like, I'm like, oh, my God, you know. 
Well, they must have watched, obviously, and seen how they acted. They must have got their balls busted left and right about it. They must have got crushed on social media, you know. Um, and, and that's what I think, you know, I think yeah. everybody could kind of benefit, just normal people. You don't have to go on a TV show for this. But I think that everybody right. can benefit from watching themselves on video yeah. uh, because, you know, we've now had this experience. And uh, there's yeah. so much, like you said, of going back and seeing. And, you, you know, you tell a joke that you think is funny, and then you hear yourself yeah. tell it on TV, and you're like, that wasn't very funny. Or you think right. you make a funny yeah. face, and then you see it, and you're like, that looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, or yeah. you find yourself, you're always tapping or bobbing or you have a twitch or, you know, you're always scratching your nose or whatever. Like, you really yeah, don't yeah, yeah. know what you look like or what you sound like until you actually see yourself. So right. I think it would be a great thing for everybody to videotape themselves for two or three days, just normally, and then you look at it and go, really, that's what I look like? Um, because well, it will change your behavior. And if you go on these shows, you know, look at Abby even from Survivor the first <laughs> time around. I mean, how did she not see herself and uh, go, God, what am I doing? And then she comes back and she's even worse this time around. Don't you have a friend and a family or somebody that would uh, say, what no, she's are you doing? She's not a control survivor, isn't she? Jesus. She's not and she's mind. so she's different when she's not know. on the race. I mean, not on, that, you know, on Survivor. She's so different. She's a completely different person when she's not out there on Survivor. She is the most uplifting, happy, sweet, vivacious little girl you'd ever meet when she's not out there on Survivor. But once I she gets a- out there on that island, it changes her. I don't know what, I guess it's the paranoia when and people, the know, when, stress when people or something, but she just changes. Well, uh, I, they change. I agree with yeah. you on that, Louie and Cherry. I have a, a a theory, whether it's true or not, I w- I'm wondering if she as a child or whatever had been bullied or something along that line. And she gets on that island, and she's feeling like people are picking on her or bullying her, where in regular life she's treated, you know, decently. But she's just overly sensitive for some reason, and I wonder if it's something in her childhood. Uh, That's what came to my mind. I think you may be on to something there, Paul. I mean, it could be. You know, I think the cameras change things, too. And I think that, you know, on Survivor, because the show there is driven more by the people that are on the cast, uh, you get to know those people more. So they have an opportunity to kind of develop this character, whether it's Russell or Coach or Rupert or, you know, Philip Shepard or Abby, because the show is about them more so than on the race where a third of the show is about the place that we're we're in, a third of the show is about the activities that we're doing, and then maybe a third of the show is sort of about kind of the teams. But now we're splitting these teams into kind of a two-person dynamic as a one-person dynamic. So the team may develop a personality, um, but you don't really develop that individual personality that you see on TV. Uh, you know, so when you see guys like, you know, Philip Shepard to me was one of them, you know, going like, really, are you kidding me? Like, you know, you seem like you're intelligent, but then you're kind of bipolar and you're not really sure this whole thing and act is coach and act is, you know, and again, I've met a lot of these people now personally. Um, and so behind the curtain, you do get a little bit different personality, but not always. Um, <laughs> you know, and then you're kind of like, no, they're really, some of them are really kind of insane. Um, yeah, you know, we're not race you. you don't really have that personality kind of because you don't have the ability to sort of show it outside of having a breakdown somewhere at a challenge. You really don't have 
right. the avenue to be able to expose too much of yourself because you you just don't you know it's it's a different kind of show so there's not a storyline based upon any one particular team or character really you know so but look i mean you know, my uh, my philosophy has always been you treat people the way you want to be treated um like like and again when you get into that mode of competition mode and you're in there and you're you're especially surviving you're starving you're friggin you know you're you're drained your you know your, your body's depleted of proteins and everything else um, your mind changes too, the way you think, the way you process stuff. Um, and so she could have a, that chemical imbalance could really affect the way she treats and acts to other people. Like Chevy said, she's met her. And I, and, um, I, I, I guarantee it. Cause I've seen people like, I, I'm, I'm very good friends with Russell Hintz and he's nothing like, you know, his character, if, if you want to call it that, you know, I mean, yeah. he is who he is. He's, he's a real person, but he's a really cool guy. He's a really down to earth, you know, father figure, loving person who, you know, loves what he did, does, you know. But, hey, let's all... Uh, Jesse's let's talk Big about Brother is another example of that, too. You've True. met Jesse from Big Brother. Yes, I have. Yeah, Jesse, yes, I agree. I agree. That's another example. Well, I mean, people despise him, you know, a lot because of his character on Brother. You know, he goes in there with this ego that's, you know, just, enormous and has this character that he plays on Big Brother and he's nothing like that when you meet him in person. He's just the nicest guy you'd ever meet, you know. But on Big Brother he has this, you know, egotistical character that he plays and he's totally different. And I don't know, there's some people that just have that that personality that comes out when they get in front of a camera and others yeah, can just go in front of a camera and just be themselves. Yeah. So and I guess you know it's what? just the individual. People, you know, especially on like, you know, Tina West and Golden Beautiful. I mean, Denise from Survivor. Real life, I mean, again, beautiful, you know, these are like superstar people. Bob Crowley, um, you know, they're, they're really like that in real life. And, uh, you know, Matt Bischoff was another guy. Adam Pock from Big Brother. I mean, these are all guys that, you know, in my personal life have come with me now as friends and going, you know what, I'm really glad that out of these collateral rewards that you get for being on the show that you guys and people like you have come into my life. And, you know, and these, these, like again, I think a lot of times you go off air, you don't realize that so much time and energy is spent raising money on a whole lot of different charities, breast cancer, make a wish, um, you know, diabetes and children's hospitals and stuff. And, and, and there's so many people that are active in all of this, even if it's just local in their own community or on the bigger scale of it, you know, and, and they don't have to do that. Um, and sure, I'm sure some of them go to these kind of things because they think it's a, just an opportunity to do, you know, photo ops with fans or whatever. And you know what? If that's what you you show up for, I guess as long as sort of you're raising money and you're raising awareness for those charities, then that's the positive side of it. So whatever your personal may, motivation may be to be there, um, who cares? As long as you're there, um, you know. But uh, it, it is kind of nice and that. The, this becomes an availability to a lot of people, and it, it gives you an opportunity to get together and meet a lot of these people, which is, which is definitely cool, you know. So, uh, and James and I on the show, like you said, Louis, it's, it's, you know, we, we traveled pretty extensively, being in the music business. You know, he's been touring for 30 years and the same kind of thing, and we thought that that yeah. created a tremendous advantage for us because, you know, we had traveled 
a lot more than some of the people, uh, you know, on our season, even who had never been out of their own hometown. We had uh, Gary and Will. Uh, I don't believe he was ever on a plane until he flew out to L.A. for the auditions. You know, so, I mean, you kind of have a little different experience. So I think sometimes you see some rudeness out of people where it, it just might not be because they know any better. You know, you go into some of these countries where everything is just completely flipped around. There is no English. There is no English alphabet signs, and you're just kind of overwhelmed if you haven't seen this before. Um, and, you know, it was actually Peach from the Reality Fan Forum website that actually brought it to my attention. Like going, you know what? Like you're always with kids. Like if you look at her season and, and like you always have this group of kids and she just posted up a picture on my Facebook. She did. Page she put up that of, beautiful picture of you with the kids. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Of the kids. That was you so know, cool. and so again and that yeah. day was, you know, about hundred and twenty degrees, hundred percent humidity. We were in Bangladesh. Gotta be honest, man, that place was really rough, rough conditions of just decay and filth and and you know and we had to go out and get dead rats literally from a landfill and a garbage dump so you know it smelled we had all of these kids running after us it really wasn't like optimal yay this is you know like kind of a, a beautiful day but then at the same time you're like you know what this is really a beautiful day and here's all these kids coming after us and i joked like yeah look we're like the pied piper and we had the rats which made it even funnier um you know and it was just like a natural moment that happened that only happened to James and I because no other team was there and it was that personal thing and I take that with me and go you know what not only did we win that leg but we won that day in life you know and so you didn't see this at the end of the show there was I said to James I go you know what let's just take some money we'll buy some candy and we'll just kind of throw it out and I thought wait a minute we might want to put a riot on our hands if all these kids start beating each other up for the candy and stuff and I thought nah so there was a little vendor there, and we bought – he had these little tiny bottles of soda that were like, you know, maybe like a four-ounce bottle of Coke, and they were on a dime each. So we just bought all of them and just kind of handed them to the kids as a way of saying thank you. And, and it just like, you know what, it felt good. It just was like, wow, you know what, like we had a really nice day, guys. And uh, whatever, I mean, 30 years from now, they may be telling their kids, oh, we came through, and these two long-haired crazy guys keep <laughs> running through with dead rats and, you know. Who knows, you know, or they may never remember it ever. And uh, either way to us, it, well, I'll remember it forever. It was kind of a special day. You, you know, here's an interesting thing, too. We had the rats, and we went to three different places, and I think we got six in each one. So we had, like, 18 dead rats in this bag, and they were kind of wet and slimy and stuff. You know how many people came up to it and asked, what are you going to do with the rats? They wanted them to eat them. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. I mean, it's one of the poorest countries on earth. And the conditions there, uh, unfortunately, are, are really not very good. I think the area of Bangladesh is also the most densely populated place on Earth. And you try driving around there or walking around there, you understand why. I mean, I've been – this is kind of an interesting thing. This summer I got to go back to China. And on our first leg, we went into Shanghai. And so I wound up getting to retrace that whole day. And I went back to each individual place, the hotel that we stayed in, you know, exactly where the lady was with the abacus. I wound up breaking one of my legs there. I took a picture in that spot on the Bund. And, you know, we went to the ping pong place where James won the ping pong and the, the restaurant where I had to eat the frog fallopian tubes. That had actually closed down, but, you know, the building was still there. And, I mean, it was like I was there 10 minutes ago. My memory of this was so, so vivid. That, you know, I didn't even need a map. Once I got there, it was like I felt like I was kind of on the race again. You know, <laughs> that's so cool. And, and that's so cool. So it was a very cool experience to be able to sort of share yeah. with my kids as well and be like, you know, hey, now you get to sort of 
live this with me and you know and and see what it was really like and then and put reality to that so that was kind of a, you know and again another little blessing that I thought was pretty super cool little experience hey, Mark, to be able to me, do that Mark let me interrupt you for a second when my season all we had to do was eat a bowl of sauerkraut which I'm not a sauerkraut fan I mean it, it, the smell and the taste of it grosses me out but I I'm not going to – all I thought was when I'm eating it, I'm going to just swallow this stuff because it was wet and slimy, and pretty much what I did. Um, we actually had to finish the bowl of sauerkraut within three chords of a poker song. Me and Mike killed it within the first chord, but other teams threw up or who quit, who didn't do it because it was gross to them. Um, where, like, but we never had to eat anything gross like frog fallopian tubes or anything like that, you know, which I'm grateful for in a way, you know. But – uh, you know, if you prepare yourself, like I'm sure yeah. you guys did, going, oh, man, oh, yeah, who's going to get the, you know, the, the skydiving or who's going to get the gross yep. thing to eat? or yep. And, you know, so internally with your team, you, you're trying to prepare, and then you don't know what's coming. Yep. I mean, this was the first leg, the second thing we did, and it said whoever did the ping pong challenge, the other team has to actually do it. Now, here's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, Daniel and Amy um, wound up doing it, and they didn't read that part of the clue. So I think yep. it was uh, Daniel ate the, the frog things and they didn't give him the clue, and then they made Amy, you know, eat it because she was the wrong one. So he ate it and he didn't have to, you know. So and he was oh in Colorado, so I see him a bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was just one of those things where I'm kind of glad it was that because, you know, obviously I know what a fallopian tube is and I know what a frog is, right. but I've never seen those before. <laughs> so they put these things inside of a papaya and open it up, and it was like. Uh, is that like one frog's fallopian tubes, like a really giant frog, or is this like a thousand <laughs> little ones? Like, you know, but I couldn't relate. Like, if they put a cow's nose or something in front of me, I would have been like more like a mental image of going, I'm eating a cow's face or something, you know? Um, exactly. This wasn't so bad, I think, just because I, I didn't have something really to relate it to, but it was warm. And so that right. that was kind of like a hula oh boy. And I made a comment. It was just sort of the Italian thing. It tasted like, you know, overcooked macaroni to me. So <laughs> I had that kind of consistency. <laughs> you know, one thing that I've always said is, and I can really relate it to this past episode, it breaks my heart that racers can't have their own cameras with them. This last episode was one of the most beautiful episodes of the amazing absolutely. race with the, one of the most scenery in Africa and the, the <laughs> wildlife. It was just, I even tweeted to Phil Keegan himself and just said what Thank an you. amazing episode it was. And to me, not having, you know, you talking about going back to China and seeing yes. all the things that you, you know, were able to, to do in China and <laughs> To me, not being able to take personal memories home with you, you know, in photo form, just breaks my heart because you guys get to see so much amazing stuff. Exactly. And to not be able to have photos of all the things that you get to see is, it's just heartbreaking to me. Oh, and Jack, you guys wish that you could have a camera with you? Oh, absolutely. If I had one thing to take with me, it would have been that. But you know what? I think that there's also kind of a different lesson that we kind of get 
that's sort of important, and it maybe relates to this, is that we have no contact whatsoever to our family or the world. We don't have phone calls. You know, they, we don't have email. I mean, you're checked out off the grid, period, the end. You really don't know what's going on in the world, and you're so involved in what you're doing that to some extent you almost don't care so much because we're always moving. And Survivor and Big Brother is a lot of downtime where you're probably sitting around just bored out of your mind. And for the race, when we're not running, you're, you know, in a hotel or trying to sleep somewhere and kind of just take care of yourself and, and, you know, recover as fast as you can. So you really don't have that downtime where you start wondering about what's going on at home. And for a lot of people, cutting off that phone is, you know, like stopping smoking or something because they're addicted to it. And so for me, this was a quiet time in my life. And I think not having the camera to some extent forced me to kind of take those mental pictures and to almost focus in a little bit more than I normally even do, just knowing that because I didn't have a camera, this was all I was going to get out of it. And that made it a little bit more valuable to me. I was a little bit more sensitive to that. I don't know that other people had that same experience, but for me, not being able to take a picture really kind of opened up my eyes a little bit more um, because I wasn't relying on the camera to catch the, the memory right. for me. I knew that this was all I was going to get. Mark, I got to tell you, when we were in South America and when we were in the Argentina, they, we had to sleep on a lamb farm that night, okay? And the yeah. next day, that next leg of the race wasn't until the following evening, so we had a lot of layover time at that point. Well, they gave us a tour of the lamb farm, right? And then they said, who wants to go on a nature hike, right? Well, not everybody went. And I said, I want to go. And Mike's like, we're doing enough walking and running around. I go, Mike, when are we coming back here? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And a lot of people had that same attitude. Well, me, the Cowboys, um, um, the lesbians at the time, um, one of them, um, uh, Jeff, Jeff went. Not, I don't think Jordan came with us. Um, but and then it was the camera guys and sound guys that went on this nature hike as well. And we all went out there, and it overlooked Andy Mountains. It was the most beautiful thing ever. And you're right. I still can close my eyes and see it. And I remember me and Cord standing there, and we said, to, we said, hey, Jet, take a mental picture. And there's Jet in the background making a movie. He has a camera taking a picture of us. You can't yeah. take that. You can't remove that. That's in your mind forever, and that's a, such a beautiful thing. You did have some of the camera guys and sound guys with cameras, and a couple of them we got friendly with, and I won't mention names, and they would take pictures, and he said, I'll get them, I'll get them to you later, you know. But um, after the show's over, and I said, that's fine, you know. But it's, it was – you're so, so right on with that point. Oh, my God. You, you hit that right on the head. Unbelievable. But, hey, let's, um, let's talk about this because <laughs> we've got almost no time left um, quickly because there really wasn't that much notes for this episode. Uh, but this was um, – this, this amazing race, season 27, leg five. Um, welcome to the jungle. Um, with my buddy Mark Abister right here with us. Thank you, Mark, for being with us. Jump in, ask, say something if you want during the way. But um, this was a continuation of last week's episode, and um, Justin and Diana were, um, were at the beginning of the pack, at the beginning of the pack um, with this, um, along with Josh and Tiana. And I'll tell you what, the love and respect um, they had for each other um, at this point, you know. It's funny how, like, Tanner's like, you know, if there is another U-turn, I'm U-turning. I mean, yeah, it's $4 million. Absolutely, you're going to U-turn. I don't care, care what you're saying, your word, this and that. But you keep peace for now, and they're doing it the right way, you know. Um, they had to look Why out. Why do they, they think, had to, dude, that 
Oh, right. Why do they think that, like, you turning somebody is dirty, you know, or, like, you shouldn't do this. And if you're going to do that, like, then we're on. And yeah, I mean, it's a game. You know what? This is part of the game. It's not like they yeah. did something to yeah. you that wasn't part of the game. This is part of the game. You know it's coming. You have an opportunity yep. to do it. And so, to me, I don't think it's dirty. I think it's smart, and I think that that's why people in the front of the pack don't ever use it because there's no reason but you only get to use it once, so if there are two U-turns and you use the right. first one, you don't get to use it the second time around. So from a strategic point of view, if it doesn't make a difference to you, if it's not going to eliminate you the first time you see it, you hang on to it right. because it may wind up saving your ass the second time that you see it. Exactly. You know, so. Exactly. So they had, they had to look out. They had a um, lookout cafe for the next clue. Um, Josh and Tanner give their express pass to Team Alabama. All right, so Denise and James Earl. Um, which I thought was a very wise move. You know, they were more like in the middle of the pack, right where they were, and um, I thought it was, you know, I, I personally thought it was a good move on their part. Um, it didn't hurt them or affect them in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I, I liked it. Um, so um, that so within the pack, um, the beginning pack with was Denise James Earl and Kelsey and Joey. And then in the back of the pack, you had Rick and Cindy, Logan and Chris, Kristen and Tiffany, and Jasmine and Danielle. Um, when they get to the roadblock, uh, uh, what kind of bothered me a little bit, uh, Chris giving just $20 of his money um, instead of all of the money like everybody else did. Like, it's not your money. It's like, you know, it's like they, they still always have, like, you know, Strong arm of, hey, everybody else gave all their money. Duh. You know, like, like, yeah, but well, he doesn't know that. In fairness to him, you no, know what? Like, know. you're trying to manage your money, and you're kind of going, all right, I want to do enough, but I don't want to do more than yeah. I have to in case I have to. And I think, like, the way that Phil kind of did it to him, let him get out of sort of, you know, the corner. Right. and have to go back right. in and paint himself in, you know. So he did the right thing ultimately. Um, and, you know, it was it made for, I guess, a little bit of TV. So. Yeah, no, true. I mean, you know, you knew they were going to put that on, if anything, if you were there. He's, he's probably saying to himself, shit, they're going to hear this. Well, hey, it is what it is. Um, so once they got to, to uh, Lookout Cafe, it was a roadblock, um, and it was um, a gorge yourself where um, they had to um, bungee jump over the Zamb- Zambezi River. Um, so had to take a big swing. So uh, Justin did it, Josh did it, Kelsey did it, James Earl did it, Jasmine did it, um, Logan did it, and Kristen did it. So um, they they all did this, um, the jump, which to me was not like a crazy jump. I mean, I it's, um, it wasn't that nuts, you know. Um, so, I mean, that was that. It was all doing a replay that they did off that first episode. That was the first challenge. Right, exactly. So yeah, season one, leg one, correct. Season one, leg one. That was exactly right. I'm sorry. I have. It's even in my notes. Um, <laughs> um, so once they did that, they got their next clue, and it was a detour. So it was either Crocs or Canoe. So Crocs, they had to swim. They had to get into the water in a cage to feed them. And the Canoe, you had to canoe down this river. Um, find this tree, and then you had to hoist your partner into the tree for your next clue. Um, so Justin and Diane did the canoe. Josh and Tanner did the canoe. Kelsey and Joey did the um, Crocs. Um, Cindy and Rick did the Crocs. Logan and Chris, um, who to me was a crybaby for most of the show, 
um, complaining about being behind and everything else. Um, what did they end up doing? I didn't even write it down. Um, they did the Crocs, I believe. Yeah, everybody yeah. did the oh, Crocs. Yeah. Except oh, yeah, yeah they did. Team. Everybody did the Crocs except for two. Right. They, um, and then they, they, uh, they used the express pass to jump over it, uh, the, right. uh, Denise. Right. And, uh, Right. Yes, and, yeah, exactly. Denise and James Earl used the express pass to jump over, and Tiffany and Kristen did the Crocs. Um, so, it, it, but to me, Chris, you know, really p- was pissing Logan off, um, you know, with his decisions and being indecisive and stuff, and the arguing going back and forth. It makes for good TV. Um, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I think it makes for TV, but honestly, you know, that kind of stuff is, I guess. It's ha-ha when you watch somebody else melt down. You know, tragedy and comedy yeah. are the same thing, except when it happens to you. You see somebody else fall down the steps, it's pretty funny, but when you fall down the steps, yeah. you don't think it's so funny anymore. You know, but exactly. I don't know. I don't like the whining guys. I'm always uh, sort of very kind of on their back to go, you know what, like, you're out here and you are so blessed and you have been given such a gift. Uh, you know what, don't whine about anything. If you, uh, you know, I mean, like, again, I had two broken legs on this, and I don't whine about that. I'm actually kind of happy about it. It's almost my you know, double badge of courage of going, you know what, that's being tough. If you're not tough, stay at home. Don't apply. You know, here, those right. two, it, it, it kind of, like you said, I don't like the Windsors. And, and I was sort of surprised that he fell apart in the coming attractions. You kind of see him carrying it on again next week, too. So not necessarily looking forward to that. But Well, that, look, I mean, yeah, it, you know, you're going to, I think that might be to their demise, if anything, to the way they're they're acting. But, yeah. Um, so once they finished with either the canoe or the Crocs, um, they, which none, nobody had a single problem with either one of those things. Um, they got into the, they had a route info, and it was the lion encounter. Um, so the lion encounter, um, you had to walk with lions for your next clue. Um, you had to search for your clue along the way. So the only um, ones that really had a problem with this was Jasmine and Danielle, where they um, – they right from the start before they even got to the line encounter, they went up to the pit stop, um, not um, going bypassing everything, and went over to the pit stop. Then realized they weren't supposed to be at the pit stop. End up back at the line encounter, and when they did the line encounter, they had um, they walked. They did not read all of the clue mistake. I mean that's like one of the cardinal sins of uh, the Amazing Race, not reading the whole clue, and um, walked right by it. And it set them back, and it really hurt them. Um, yeah, I mean, that was so part of elimination. Of, and, and we saw a lot of that misdirection on this episode earlier, too. These both girls, if you remember last week, they missed the bridge, and they got in the car, and they went over to Zimbabwe or from Zambia or wherever they went back and forth. And so, you know, they've had these issues before. And then last week, remember that Jack attack and the paparazzi also wound up getting in a car and driving around trying to find a place that they just left. Yeah. That cost them two spots yeah. that day. You know, and then here were the track girls. They missed the, they missed the, the clue with the skull, and they went up running yeah. to the pit stop at the wrong time. So uh, had they not yep. had that, yep. it might have totally ended up differently for them. You know, and I kind of like them too. Oh, I, you know, I ended- totally agree. Yeah, I, they, they, they literally, literally that mis- those mistakes saved Cindy and Rick from being eliminated from this race. Absolutely, I agree yep. with you. No. Uh, Um, they they got up. Um, their next info was um, to go to the pit stop. They had to go to the um, Musue Private Game Reserve, um, and they they must uh, had to bring large um, fruit baskets, balancing them on their heads, 
to um, get to the Pisada. It was pretty interesting. I was kind of, uh, um, it, it was cool. I mean, but, you know, I, I obviously had, a, had some kind of balance. And plus, you know, you're stressed. You're over the top stressed. You're out of your mind stressed, you know. And and I probably would have dropped it, you know. But once you got to really, you know, keep it cool and keep it balanced. And, you know, you know, it's doable, obviously. I mean, but not doing it all the time, you know. But, but Denise and James Earl um, made it there first. Barely. Barely, barely made it there for us. But they won. They won a uh, by Travelocity. They won a trip to Slovakia, and then uh, Justin and Diane came in second. And, um, and Justin's quote: "Second place is first place loser." So, um, yeah, look, you know, first loser, and he's right. But you don't have to go there with it, you know. I, I'm liking Justin a little more this episode, you know, but. It's still some of his attitude and the way he talks is like kind of like uh, nerving to me. Um, Tanner and Josh came in third. You know they were a little upset. They were a little bit behind him. So, um, but they, their whole thing was the, the use of the um, the speed pass. So that 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 um, you know that screwed them up. That messed them up. So um, Kelsey and Joey came in fourth. And and Phil called them a strong team, but not strong enough. Uh, but they are they they're quiet. They are a quiet team right now, and um, I don't see them going anywhere for now. They're just they're playing the game, and they're playing really? it smart. Really, yeah, I, I kind so. of I, I think that they they could be uh, kind of a sleeper team. I think she's probably right. a lot tougher than yes. you've got a chance to see here. And she kind of reminds me a little bit of Laura last year, who won the last yep. season. Yep. Um, you know, so it's like, okay, you know what, kind of come along, keep being competitive, stay out of that end of the pack. You're sort of in the middle, and then you know what, yep. when the time comes, if you hit the home run then, you are the big winner, and, you know, you get the big money. And uh, and and I see, like, at least at this point, I haven't seen anything that kind of lets me think that that something may fall apart with them. He seems a little bit uh, leery about some of these more – risky challenges. I mean, if getting the crocodile cage was scary, then I don't know, you know, when he has to jump out of a plane or something, how he's going to react right. to that. So, um, you know, we'll yep. see. But I, I I think he may be the weaker link there. We'll see. Yeah, yeah true, true. I, yeah, there you go. We heard it here first. <laughs> um, and then my girls, Team 5, Tiffany and Krista came from being last on the last leg of the race, and now they're Team 5. I love them. They're so freaking cute. And those tight little green shorts are beautiful. Anyways, um, oh, did I just say that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, Cherry. Sorry. Oh, she's so freaking cute. Um, um, hey, let me kind of dump then, in on them a little bit. Believe it or not, Tiffany uh, lived about three blocks away from where I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, I found that out last oh, year when I was in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of interesting. You know, they had uh, what did they? They had some kind of bonehead thing that they wound up doing too, didn't they? That they. Uh, what did they do? On this leg of the race? Yeah. Um, they, uh... I don't know. I thought that they did something yeah, that no, was kind of no. like... Nothing, I didn't write it down. Nothing really stuck out to me, but I mean, like, I didn't. I don't recall, to tell you the truth. Yeah. But um, right, I'm surprised see. Logan and Chris, after all the frigging, like, the back and forth and everything, they came in sixth. So, um... But I'm sure, um, you know, producers and, you know, directors and everybody, they're, they're loving it because they're loving the, the controversy, they're loving the bantering between them. You know, it makes for good oh, TV. Oh, I know what they did. 
They, they wound up you turning the green team, and the green team had already finished oh, yeah, the race yeah, by the yeah, time yeah. they got there. So to me, right, it's like, right, again, right. they were like, oh, well, we said we were going to do it. Here's the thing. Nobody is behind you that knows that you're yeah. going to do it. Yeah. So, uh, right. again, kind of a dumb move in that you burnt the U-turn that you may need to save you or may use to propel you ahead of somebody next time around, and they don't have they that. So they can't. No. They can't yeah. U-turn anybody. Once you use a U-turn, for those who are listening, once you use it, you cannot do it again if it comes up again. So they're, they're out for next time around. Um, Logan and Chris came in sixth. Uh, Cindy and Rick uh, came in seventh. Bailey and and then Jasmine and Danielle um, came in eighth, and they were eliminated. So um, sorry, Jasmine and Danielle, you're a strong team for sure. You know, two beautiful women um, athletes. Um, but it's the game. You know, it's like it's like a football game any given Sunday. Somebody can you know kind of take over and beat you. But hey, Mark. Thank you so, so much for coming on, bro. You're welcome anytime. Um, you want to come in and join in with us. You were awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate right, your time. No problem. And next time, too, I'm in uh, Rhode Island here, man. We're going to go eat yes. some. Uh, we're going to go munch on some, uh, some Italian yes, food. Yes, I'm going to take you up to Federal <laughs> Hill, baby. You ever been to Federal Hill in Providence, Rhode Island? Uh, yes, I have been. <laughs> All right. So, All right. Cool so, play. You know. Okay. So. All right. All right, man. Thank right, you for having time. me. I appreciate that. Cherry, thank you. Good talking to you. And uh, to everybody out there listening, you know what? Keep tuning in. This is a pretty special show, and it's uh, even thank more you. special to be a part of it and to sort of share our insight with you guys as our fans. So thank you for listening. Appreciate the support. Thank you. Thank you so I, much, I, Mark. And hit me up next time you come to St. Louis. All right. Take care, and I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody on Periscope that hung in there and stayed listening to us um, we're going to do it again next week. It was a lot of fun, actually. So it was kind of weird going back and forth, but I started getting the hang of muting and going back and forth. It's cool. We've got to figure it out. Maybe we've got to figure out a different kind of game plan so maybe you can listen to what's going on on the other end. But um, all my fans out there in Block Talk Radio, thank you so much. I am so blessed. And, and again, I say it every week. If it wasn't for Cherry and Paul, this show wouldn't be. And, and I'd love you, too, and God bless both of you. And I love you. So... Um, I hope you guys have an amazing week. I hope I hope you guys have an amazing week, and um, thank you so much. And God bless. Love you. Love you too, Louie. Thank you so much for everything you do for the the wonderful guests that you bring on the show, and for all the work that you do to to do this show. We thank you for being here each and every Sunday night to recap the You're amazing welcome, race with us. We we love and adore you so much. I, I'm humbled and, I, and I'm humbled and I'm blushing. <laughs> Thank you. Aww. Aww, <laughs> love you, know, you we, we love and adore you, babe. Love you, Paul. You're a good Thank man. You so much. Even, if you're a Minnesota, even if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> My Cowboys you have a Lord, great I'm and blessed sick. week. Ugh. All right. Bless <laughs> you guys. Love you. Bye. Take care, sweetie. What a great show. I just think both Mark and Louie really did a great job tonight. They talked about so many things on The Amazing Race, so many different topics, and uh, not only just the last episode, but a lot of different topics on The Amazing Race tonight. Um, and I want to remind everybody that we have more shows coming up um, tomorrow on the Manic Monday show with Michelle Costa. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. We're going to have the twins. 
are going Not to be Not the amazing face twinnies, the big brother. No, the big brother <laughs> twins. Should be confusing. <laughs> Liz and her sister. Julia. There Tooth you cat. go. <laughs> Liz, after all. <laughs> there was a Julia in there. And it didn't take him long to figure that out in the Big Brother house. No, it didn't. There were some pretty smart cookies in that Big Brother house this season. But yeah, we're going to have them both. And like you said, Paul, it might be kind of hard to figure out who's talking on, on tomorrow's show because they all sound so much alike between... Liz and Julia, and then Michelle sounds a lot like them too, so (laughs) it's going to be hard to tell who's saying what tomorrow, but it's going to be a fun show, I'm sure, because those girls are a blast, and throw in Michelle Costa in the mix, it's going to be a fun show. 100%, absolutely. I know. Oh, my gosh. So make sure you're here with us, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, then back here again on Thursday night for our Survivor recap show with Mike on the mic, with Big Mike Albright. That is also at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. I'll let you know later in the week who his special guest will be. I'll be posting it on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and then back here again on Sunday night with Louis Stravato and our amazing race second pit stop show again. So thank you all so much for being with us tonight. Those of you who were here with us in Blog Talk and those of you who joined Louis on Periscope tonight, um, thank you as well. That was the first time we tried that. I don't know exactly how many people were out there on Periscope. I wasn't there, but... Uh, I know Louise said there was quite a few people there on Periscope with him. So thank you all for joining us. And especially thank you to Mark Abatista for joining us too, for being a special guest tonight. It's great to hear from him again. We're going to close the show with Ron as we always do. I hope everybody has a great week. And don't forget to come back tomorrow for the Manic Monday show. Here's Ron to take us out. I want to finish off with a song. I really felt like it was a great show. And um, I really do appreciate everyone that did listen and everyone who called in. Thank you. Remember it. Take it home and do some good with it. 
hug your husband, your wife, kids. I leave you with this. Please, be kind. Be kind. Come back Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The Manic Monday Rad Reality Show with Michelle Costa. So don't forget. Good night. Like they said, be kind out there. Paul, say good Good night. Good night, all. Good night. And that's a wrap, folks. Have a great week.